It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and on ESPN Plus. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys today. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet to us at hdouglas83, that's him, at Amber W Sports. that's me. You can also give us a call on the CC call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So Harry, we've got a ton to get to on today's show. We're going to go really NFL heavy, but ESPN Plus has their NBA projections for every award, or all the main awards anyways, coming up for this next season. We will get into that. Also, a minor leaguer did something that no one has has ever done in major league history. But first, we've got some actual NFL action. We've got preseason. This is when the real preseason, I know we had the Hall of Fame game, but this is when the real preseason kicks off. This is about as close to NFL action as we have gotten in many, many, many a moons. And so we're pumped up about that. Now, we're going to be missing a lot of starters tonight, but the Giants will take on the Patriots at 7 p.m. Eastern. The Giants starters are actually expected to play a quarter. Mac Jones, on the other hand, in New England, most of their starters are not expected to play. But let's start here with the New York Giants, Harry. And what do you look for in these early – first, I'll just go more general here. What do you look for in these early preseason games for either either team involved here? Yeah, I think the first thing, um, if you're a coach or you're a front office guy and you're looking at your team and sometimes some of the things that you want to get done within a preseason game, number one, execution. Right. Uh, Does the quarterback, does these guys have command over the huddle? Can they line up? Can you eliminate the penalties? Now, you're going to have some because these guys, I know they have referees at practice nowadays, but it's not the same as a real game. But can these players take the information that they receive from the meeting rooms? Right. Go out there on a practice field and execute it. But now there's a third element to it. Can they go out there and do it when the lights go on? So can they go out there and execute those things and those plays that they've done in practice and learn in the meeting rooms? out on the football field. Uh, some people are made for it. Some people are not made for it. But this is where you differentiate some of those players because a lot of people can do it, you know, in shorts and in helmets and jerseys and uh, during practice. But when you actually have football and you're tackling and you're going against a different opponent, can you show up and show out? And what comes to mind, who comes to mind for me right now, uh, is a guy named Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz really took advantage of the preseason. It's actually how he... Uh, got to make the team for the New York Giants. And we all know the career he was able to make. I believe he won two Super Bowls. It wasn't one, I think one Super Bowl with the New York football Giants. So preseason is very, very important, especially for these young guys trying to, make, uh, trying to show that they can make the team and also be a spark and help out at some point. Harry Douglas played in the league for many a years, if y'all didn't know. He was a receiver for the Titans and for the Falcons. Did you feel like preseason football was real football? Like how does it actually feel as a player? Yes, and I think from a player's perspective, you have to approach it that way because when you don't, I think that's when a lot of injuries start to occur. So my mindset was always, Amber, to to approach it as if it was a real game, still study my opponent, um, look at the game plan. Now, you don't, you don't have me, especially the first preseason game, you're not going to put the many plays in. You're just going to go out there and be vanilla and be kind of basic. 
but you still want to approach it as if it's a real regular season game uh, because you don't want to put bad film on tape. The eye in the sky never lies. And if you don't make the team that you're actually playing on in your first preseason game, a second or third one, there are 31 other teams that you're auditioning for, so you don't want to put bad film on tape. So let's get into then who might be putting up good or bad film on tape. And notably, when we're talking about the New York Giants, we obviously are obligated to talk about Daniel Jones. So we will expect to see him for at least a portion of this game. I mean, what are you expecting from Daniel Jones? Is there any way that the sixth overall pick back in 2019, they didn't pick up his fifth year option. So clearly Mm -hmm. they aren't sold on Daniel Jones. Is there any way that he redeems himself this season? It's going to be tough, but here's a starting point right now. You have your first preseason game against the New England Patriots, and you know a Bill Belichick defense, whether it's preseason or not, you know how prepared those guys are going to be. Now, when you look at Brian Dable coming over from the Buffalo Bills and his system, I actually like it for Daniel Jones because you kind of compare it to Josh Allen, not saying that he's the same player, but these are both guys that, that, that are dual-threat quarterbacks, and Daniel Jones could use his leg. So he probably won't do that in preseason, but look for them to get the football out quickly. Right, So Daniel Jones doesn't have to think so much. That's one of the things that he did, Brian Dable, when he was the offensive coordinator in Buffalo. They have a ton of wide receivers. That room was banged up last year. I think between the four guys that played significant snaps, they only had three or four touchdowns. That's terrible. They're two top dogs in Kenny Galladay that they brought over in free agency. You was expecting big things for he had zero touchdowns. Uh, your first-round draft pick, Kadarius Tony had zero touchdowns. But you have some jitterbugs in Kadarius Tony and Wandale Robinson, who they picked up this year out of Kentucky, that you can just throw the football to them and let them roam. Let, let those guys go pick up the yards after the catch uh, like we see a Debo Samuel may do uh, in San Francisco. So get the football out quick, move the chains, have some positive plays, get them on out of the game. I have a hard time believing that Daniel Jones is going to prove us otherwise this season, <laughs> frankly. I mean, given the Giants haven't really set him up in the past for success, but I'm not sure they've set him up for success this season either. I actually, I mean, the reports coming out are that Dayball's offense is really complicated. So there's a learning curve there for Daniel Jones, but also just his recklessness over the past few years, in addition to some of the health concerns that have surrounded him. I feel like if he was the guy, they would have picked up at least his fifth year option. I mean, mm-hmm. a fifth year option. I mean, we're not talking about an extension. We're just talking about a fifth year option. They weren't even willing to do that. So I feel like they're already out on Daniel Jones. Tyrod Taylor his contract adjusts pay-wise depending on whether he starts or is simply utilized as a backup. So maybe at some point in the season, we'll see them turn their attention to him. There's another big player, though, on the Giants with question marks around him and Saquon Barkley. Do you think Saquon Barkley is going to have a comeback season? I actually think he is. If he can remain healthy, um, I think Saquon could do some things. You look at a guy uh, that can do it, not only rushing the football, but in the pass game. And we know Brian Dable wants to pass the football. Now, something that, 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 I, that you have to take note of is that when he was in Buffalo, Brian Dable, that is, he did not utilize the running backs uh, accordingly. They didn't rush the football much. Now, they haven't had a back like Saquon uh, as well in Buffalo. So I'm looking forward to them actually getting the run game going. Uh, The offensive line should be better than it has been in years past. Drafting Evan Neal was a major upgrade to go along with Andrew Thomas at the left tackle position. So hopefully they can get that run game started so you can take a ton of pressure off Daniel Jones. Because, listen, you don't want Daniel Jones dropping back 35, 40 times throwing the football. 
You just don't want to do that. Even though he showed a glimpse of last year against the New Orleans Saints, throwing for over 400 yards, you don't want to do that week in and week out. So you want to establish the run. Uh, let's see if they can possibly get that started tonight against the Patriots. They also brought in a center, John Feliciano from Buffalo. Yep. There's a lot of Buffalo connections here with Dayball, including they brought in Matt Breida to be Saquon Barkley's backup. Nothing, I guess, inspires a comeback season like a contract year, which is exactly what it is for Saquon. I just don't know with all those lower body injuries, and we know how it is at that position and how quick the decline is when you're mm-hmm. running back in the NFL. I'm also skeptical that he's going to be able to bounce back, but certainly that O-line, I agree with you with Evan Neal should be better this season. It has to be better for either of those aforementioned guys to be successful at all. Let's turn to the New England Patriots for a minute, though. We're probably not seeing Mac Jones tonight, but the reports out of Patriots training camp have been, Harry, that the offense looks disjointed, tons of miscommunication, lots of false starts. I've had other former players tell me it's just training camp. It's not a big deal. Is it a big deal when Matt Patricia is apparently calling plays a former DC in Mac Jones sophomore season? Well, here's the first thing. Bill Belichick is a very, very smart coach. And if you have had these issues within training camp, the smartest thing he could do is say, you know what? My starters, my starters aren't playing. Because you do not want to put certain things on tape that opponents could possibly use against you when you get to the regular season. Especially if you feel like your team and your offense isn't where you want them to be and they're far off from where you really want them to be. So I thought that was a brilliant move, number one, by Bill Belichick. And a lot of people are asking me, do you think it's going to hurt them not playing? No, you don't want to put that film on tape. You just don't because you don't want other teams saying, you know what, that's their DNA. That's who they are. They can't block A, B, C, or D. They can't function. But one of the things that will drive a Bill Belichick team crazy or hit Bill Belichick crazy is penalties and false starts. And when you look at the New England Patriots and how they've been constructed over the years, Amber, that's really how they've beaten teams. That's one of the ways is not, uh, the, not having a self-inflicted wounds. Uh, so when I look at this team, offensively, Matt Patricia, now I will give him credit. He was uh, on the offensive side of the ball for New England in 2004. As an assistant. A long time ago as an assistant. He was a, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a long time ago that that. dude was on the offensive side of the ball. Well, listen, I'm on the side of, like, it's an issue. I'm I'm on that side. But I also, I I do have to mention that because a lot of people keep saying that he's on the defensive side. But he's been on the offensive side. Granted, it was a long time ago. But then it didn't work when he was in Detroit. And, you know, when you're a head coach, you manage everything. And then Joe Judge didn't work out in the in New York with the Giants. And, you know, when you're a head coach, you see oversee everything. So I do have concerns. Uh, a guy like Mac Jones going into his second year, well, we know quarter, for young quarterbacks going into year two is very, very important. Uh, I'm concerned. So that's one of the main reasons I have this team not making the playoffs this year, along with the simple fact that they're in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Belichick just thinks he's smarter than everyone. And that's what frustrates me about this. And he may be smarter than all of us. He certainly has the resume to prove that maybe he is, but he also had, you know, number 12 for the majority of that resume. And that's probably really important when you're talking about a Mac Jones who had a good rookie year, ended up in a pro bowl, but he's gone going into a sophomore season. I don't know if it looks the same without Josh McDaniels calling the plays in his ear. So we will see how that goes, but we will not see it tonight. I mentioned the new England Patriots are not playing their starters. Here's Mike Reese, ESPN Patriots reporter. He was on Keyshawn J. Will and Max this morning on that very subject. It's a marathon not a sprint. And Bill Belichick has measured this out 
and he's got joint practices next week against the Panthers and a preseason game. Joint practices the week after that against the Raiders and a preseason game. And I think he places almost a greater value on those than the preseason games themselves. Uh, you can control those joint practices. Injury risk is a little bit limited. Um, you can manage situations. So I think those factors sort of combine to lead to this decision tonight. So again, Giants at Patriots, 7 p.m. Eastern. Canty and Carlin's presented by Progressive Insurance, here to help you score big savings. To see how much you can save on auto insurance, visit Progressive.com. Coming up in just a second, it's not the only game tonight. There's another game as well in the NFL preseason. Titans will be at the Ravens. Harry and I will break that down. This is Canty and Carlin after Harry has this word from FanDuel. Start the second half of the baseball season the right way and turn K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up using promo code PLAY. Place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in match bets if you don't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code PLAY to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, or Wyoming. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Illinois. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 1-888-799-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-877-70-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny four six seven. 369 in New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. The situation could be Dak Prescott on steroids. Remember we talked about Dak's contract for like two years? Well, this could drag out. I, I don't think it's a slam dunk that they're going to get something done. I don't see why he would take less. As long as he's willing to push this thing out, there's no reason why you should give them any sort of discount. He's a baller. He wants to go out there and play regardless. Um, but, you know, th- this could get tricky over the next few months. So, Harry, you mentioned just a moment ago that the AFC is absolutely loaded when we were talking about the New England Patriots. There's an AFC matchup tonight in preseason game one between the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. That is a 7.30 p.m. Eastern kickoff. So let's talk about this game a little bit. We're going to get into Lamar's contract in a second. That always dominates the conversation. But I actually want to take this one to the field first and talk about these teams. Let's start with the Tennessee Titans. Mm -hmm. What are your, again, AFC, right? I mean, what are your expectations for this Titans team? They have been on top of that AFC South division now for years. But is this going to look different this season? I think it is, um, but I still think they have an opportunity to to atop that division. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts adding Matt Ryan to to, to their roster, um, he's going to have something to say about that, and they're going to have something to say about that as well, going along with Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. But when I look at the Tennessee Titans, the first thing that comes to my mind, okay, Ryan Tannehill, can he get over what transpired in that playoff game against the Cincinnati Bengals? And what transpired, Amber, the first play of the game, interception the first drive of the second half interception the last play offensively for the titans him throwing an interception can he get over that hurdle but you also have some key uh, key departure in a, in a guy named aj brown who i thought uh came up huge for ryan Tannehill since uh he became the starting quarterback 
a safety valve, a guy that you can just throw the football up to and say, you know what, I'm going to let my big body wide receiver go make a play. And we've seen that in that game against the Bengals in the playoffs with him making that one-handed catch on a, on a goal ball uh, for a touchdown, to, to, to be exact. So for this team, though, it's going to be centered around Derrick Henry. Uh, that's going to be good for, for them. He's going to come back healthy. They drafted Hassan Haskins out of Michigan. Robert Woods, that wide receiver room is going to be a lot different. Robert Woods coming over from, from the Rams. The Traylon Burks, has, they drafted yep, Traylon into Burks, that who they drafted room. in the first round. Um, Nick Westbrook, uh, Akeem, I, he, they're high on him. And they have one little guy that I'm really looking forward to seeing tonight. A draft pick that they drafted this year, Kyle Phillips. I'm interested to see how he's going to do because they say he's a little Cooper Cupish. Right, he knows how to get open. Um, he do, he knows the offense. He does a great job uh, with, with his body language at the top of route, so the quarterback can understand where he's about to go and how he's setting the DB up. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. That offensive line last year was banged up, but they still have two guys there that was actually there when I played, and Ben Jones, who I think is one of the better centers in the National Football League, and Taylor Lewan uh, at the left tackle position. Can they be better? But for the Tennessee Titans, I think the staple. If you're not talking about their run game, it's going to be their defense. No, hands down, no question. Nine sacks against the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoff game. Jeffrey Simmons, he's making a case to be up there with a guy named Aaron Donald and making noise and wreaking havoc on offensive lines. Uh, Tierre Tart, uh, Danico Autry, Bud Dupree, Harold Landry III, they just paid him. That front seven, I think, for the Tennessee Titans is one of the better ones across the board when you think about defenses and being dominant in the, in, in the National Football League this year. Going back to their O-line for a second, they allowed 47 sacks last yeah. season, and it was a weird season for that O-line, like you said. They're going to need to be a lot better, particularly when your offense is reliant on Derrick Henry. He's coming back from breaking his foot against the Colts on Halloween. They're going to need him healthy, and they're going to need him to age better than most running backs age when they're coming off of a major injury in that league. You mentioned Kyle Phillips. He's probably going to end up in the slot. Uh, Julio Jones, that was another departure from that wide receiver mm -hmm. room. So you're right, Tannehill's weapons are going to look quite different. Let's take it to the Baltimore Ravens here quickly. The Baltimore Ravens are a team that was absolutely decimated last season. <laughs> I contend that just them healthy would make them competitive in the division, if not in the conference, right? But then they did actually make off-season moves. They went and drafted, I think, 11 guys in this last draft, so they had a draft haul. But Hollywood Brown left Lamar, and we know that the story always is that Lamar doesn't have the receivers. What say mm -hmm. you, Harry Douglas? Well, and that's, that's been the thing, and that's been one of the cases that a lot of people has made for Lamar of late when we have those uh, 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 anonymous people making these comments. Uh, I call them cowards. They can be anonymous all they want to. We have all these cowards making these statements and don't want to put their name and address to certain things. But uh, I think Rashad Bateman, he's going to have to step up. Devin Duvernay out of Texas, James uh, Prochet, uh, Tylen Wallace uh, as well. But Mark Andrews, Nick Bull, this is going to be a tight end heavy team. Tight end heavy team, run game. You got off offensive linemen going to be back healthy. Drafting Tyler uh, Linderbaum out of Iowa I thought was huge. And that's one thing I can say about this organization is that they find the right players that fit their mold. That's tough. That's physical football. Uh, they drafted Travis Jones out of Connecticut, a guy who had a first-round grade, right? You also get a David Ajabo who's not going to be able to play this year because he's hurt. Uh, you, you, you're able to get him. You drafted Kyle Hamilton, a first-round grade. Three guys right there that had a first-round grade that they drafted. 
So I'm looking forward to this team. The key addition, um, I think, for them was Marcus Williams uh, from, from the New Orleans Saints. That's huge. You're going to get uh, Marcus Peters back, Marlon Humphrey. So this team is going to compete. J.K. Dobbins back, uh, Gus Edwards get, back. Let's, let's just say the whole running back room. They're uh-huh. going to get the entire running back room back. And they let's not them. forget now, before Lamar got hurt, they were 8-3, and three, and they were number one in the AFC, with being decimated before Lamar got hurt. So this team is going to compete week in and week out, hands down, no question about it. Yeah, once Lamar went down, I think at the end of the season, they lost something like six straight. You just can't do yep. it without Lamar Jackson at the helm. It's all going to come down to the health of this team. But I think that things are looking up for a team that is in a very tough conference but should be competing in the conference just if they can be healthy once again. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys. Coming up next, could the Rams be headed for a Super Bowl hangover? Their coach believes they have a long way to go. It's interesting. Didn't they just win a Super Bowl? We're going to get into that next. This is Canty and Carlin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is Canteen Carlin, Amber Wilson, and Harry Douglas Danson. And hanging out with you, filling in for the guys today. You can tweet to us at AmberWSports at HDouglas83. So we were talking about the fact that there is football tonight. It is preseason game one for the Titans and the Ravens and the Giants and the Patriots tonight. But there's a team who won the Super Bowl last year, and their coach is not happy with how they look in training camp. Sean McVay, the Rams head coach, coming out of training camp, his press conference yesterday from training camp, he went in on his offense. Apparently he's not sold on his own Super Bowl winning team. Here was Sean McVay. 
We have a long, long way to go. Uh, we're not anywhere close to where we need to be. Nobody needs to press the panic button, but uh, you know we got to start having a little bit more sense of urgency overall, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, and um, you know that's what we're going to continue to focus on. I mean, is this just a head coach trying to fire up his squad during <laughs> training camp? Like, what are we doing here, Harry? It's one of the things. He's trying to get those guys' attention, but he understands what comes with the territory of winning a Super Bowl, um, not because he won a previous Super Bowl, but you just understand that it, guys may come in and say, you know what, we won a Super Bowl last year. We, we can easily do it again this year, and it's not that easy. right? You don't have teams that can just actually get back to the Super Bowl, better yet, win it. Um, but for Sean McVay, I, I, I think this was great. Um, so it can kind of wake his guys up a little bit. But when I look at their team right now, and I actually have them right now as the team in the NFC until someone actually knocks them off. But two holes that I think that they're going to have to be able to field is, number one, uh, their offensive line. Losing Austin Corbett and also losing Andrew Whitworth is going to be huge for this team. And we all know what Andrew Whitworth brought to the table, the Walter uh, Payton Man of the Year uh, recipient last year in his leadership and how long he's been out there. And we know that this Sean McVay offense that came from the Shanahan tree, when it's at its best is when the run game is thriving and the run game is getting off. They had a little stretch last year where the run game wasn't being uh, uh, as productive if they, if they may have, uh, have liked it to be. And part of that is, too, because when you bring in a guy like Matthew Stafford, you know, you, we got a quarterback that can make every single throw on the football field. We're, we're going to kind of push the run game to the side a little bit. But what, what they figured out is that down the stretch, they needed that guy named Cam Akers that came back from injury. Uh, they, they needed to be more committed to the run game. And that's actually how they made their living previously when they went to the Super Bowl. They were a lot more balanced. So I think coming into this season, um, he doesn't want guys to be complacent. He doesn't want guys to think just because we won the Super Bowl last year that we're going to even make it to the Super Bowl this year because it was a tight run for them. We got to remember now it was a tight run for them. You, you think about that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady leads that comeback and – uh if the Buccaneers don't go cover zero and get Cooper Cup matched up with a safety, which if a receiver lets a safety guard him one-on-one, just take the damn jersey off, son, don't even come back and play football. That's what my receiver coach taught me. Uh, mismatches there. And then you look at the NFC Championship game. If you have an interception um, that was supposed to be an interception thrown by Matthew Stafford that was dropped, you have that interception, then the, the Rams might not make it. But then you look at the Super Bowl and how they had that game-winning drive, and then you had a guy named Aaron Donald, who's the best player in the National Football League, make two back-to-back plays to, to solidify that Super Bowl win. It's not going to be easy. So he doesn't want guys to cakewalking this thing. And you got to understand that you're going to have a target on your back every time you go out there and play. You're the Super Bowl champion. So everybody want a piece of you. Everybody wants a piece of them. I do agree with you that Corbett and Whitworth are huge losses, particularly when you're now talking about Matthew Stafford, who apparently is playing through elbow issues, really unusual elbow issues for a quarterback. And I understand he won a Super Bowl, apparently playing through those elbow issues last summer. I do actually think it's disconcerting that he has them. I think it's disconcerting that we know that he has them, first and foremost, the transparency there. I don't know exactly what that says, but it says to me that it must be pretty serious and painful. And then the fact that we know that they tried several things in the offseason and that None of them worked to relieve that pain. We're talking about a quarterback in his mid-30s. And now you're talking about a quarterback in his mid-30s 
who's losing two key components on his O-line as we head into this season. So I do think the protection of Matthew Stafford could legitimately be a problem. Cam Akers, on the other hand, coming back from that torn Achilles, I mean, now he'll be fully healthy. So he should be able to be explosive again off the line. And that's what you want from Cam Akers. So that'll be a huge addition. And then obviously Bobby Wagner joining this team is another huge addition for this team. But they did lose Vaughn Miller. That mm-hmm. seems like a problem. They lost OBJ. We know that. They lost, you know, D- Darius Williams, Robert Woods. I mean, there's other players that they lost from that Super Bowl winning team. But I do feel like that this is just Sean McVay coach speak. Because at the end of the day, they're still mm-hmm. the favorite in that division. They're playing in the, in the far easier conference. And a lot of people still have them as a favorite going to the Super Bowl. Here was Keyshawn Johnson on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max earlier this morning. He was asked whether the Rams have a Super Bowl hangover. What's the current theme that you keep hearing out of training camps so far? Offense is struggling. Our offense looks this way. Our offense is that. Or we got to get up to speed on offense. Because offense tends to take longer to get in a rhythm than defense. Defense got a few set plays. They run them. They run around. They do their drills. That's pretty much it. Offense needs to be smooth and in sync. And everybody needs to be in rhythm and hitting on our targets. You can't be missing your quarterback in certain uh, rep groups, things like that. And the Rams certainly have been doing that with Matthew Stafford sitting on the sidelines, not practicing fully. So I see what Sean is talking about. But as far as the question about a hangover, Jay, I don't think that there will be. I think this team is a very, very good football team with a lot of veteran players that know what it's going to take to get back to the Super Bowl with veteran coaches. Also, when you have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, it's probably a little easier to get into a groove there defensively, even if they did lose Vaughn Miller and a good cornerback on the other side. Coming up next, though, we're going to transition to some other NFL topics. Is Tua Tungavaloa the long-term answer in Miami? We will ask Diana Rossini that when she joins us next. This is Canty and Carlin. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys on Canteen Carlin. Harry, the National Basketball Association and its Players Association announced that number six of all-time great Bill Russell is going to be retired league-wide beginning this upcoming NBA season. It is a huge honor for 
obviously an iconic player. And I know you and I both spent a lot of time talking about just the impact that Bill Russell had on the sport, on the world, and just, I mean, beyond, right? But it's never, it's an honor that's never been given before. Like, that's why this is such a big deal. There are something like 200, roughly, numbers retired in the NBA from individual franchise, franchises, from the 30. There's no number that's retired league-wide yet. This would be the first number that will be retired league-wide, and that honor is bestowed on Bill Russell. And the first thing that comes to my mind, Amber, is Jackie Robinson in baseball, in the number 42 and how that's retired. And no one can want, uh, wear that number. And then you think about a guy like Bill Russell to, on the basketball side and what he's meant to the game of basketball, number one, but what he's meant to uh, – I'll, I'll say uh, social justice off of the court, right? And you think about Jackie Robinson, you think about Bill Russell and all the things that they have done um, off the court and off the baseball field and then the, th- the impact that they made on the baseball field and on the basketball court, I think it's only right to do, right? Because I, I don't think you can't link these two together with the impact that they have made in so many people's lives. Yeah, there's only two players in all of the major sports, Jackie Robinson and Wayne Gretzky. Those are the only names on the list of league-wide retired numbers, and now Bill Russell joins that list. Now, it's important to note here because people are probably like, well, what happens to LeBron? Because LeBron wears number six. Kristaps Porzingis wears number six. I think those might be actually really the only two players in the league who do. Apparently, they're going to be grandfathered in because they say – that it's moving forward with the retirement of the number. No new players can wear that number moving forward. So they're grandfathered in. I wonder what LeBron's going to do, because we have seen him wear 23 in the past. He hasn't always Mm -hmm. been six. Does he change his number again now to comply with this, even though technically he doesn't have to, but to honor the legacy of Bill Russell? That would be a really nice thing to do. It's also weird, though, because his other option is 23, And by the way, if there's another number that ends up getting retired league-wide, it's probably going to be that one. Well, uh, if I'm LeBron, uh, I'm not wearing six because I know the impact that Bill Russell had on my life. And uh, he's one of the reasons why I'm able to – he's able to play the game uh, the way he plays it. He's probably one of the reasons why he gets to do the things he wants to do off the court as well. Mm -hmm. Bill Russell is that guy. So if I'm LeBron, if I'm Christoph Porzingis, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that one for the team, and I'm representing for Bill Russell. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys here on Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet to us at Amberw Sports. That's me at HDouglas83. That's him. You can also join the conversation. Give us a call. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Harry, I have discovered many things during my radio career. One of them being that eating almonds during the show is a terrible idea. I just discovered eating kale chips during the show. Really terrible idea because I'm now joking oh, on kale chips. Go- I'm certified. Not that you were going to pick up a now bag te- of kale now tell you, chips. Now tell your I husband felt- it's, not, it's, it's not like that now. I'm certified, though, just in case you need CPR or something, Amber. I got you. <laughs> Well, thank you. That would be a little right. difficult with you in Atlanta and me down in Florida right now as we're doing this show. But oh, let's you bring are in right some extra that. help. Let's bring in some extra help to the show in case I go down. We need a, another woman in my place. Diana Rossini, she will fill that role for us. She's a jack of all trades, also ESPN's NFL reporter. Diana, thanks for joining us. How surprised were you by the news that Deshaun Watson is going to start versus the Jacksonville Jaguars? I wasn't that surprised because I knew that the Cleveland Browns had concerns over the rust and the fact that he hasn't been in any real meaningful games in over a year. So 
it, it, it made sense from that perspective. But the side of it that doesn't make a lot of sense to me is the fact that we're not going to see him until after week six as of right now. Uh, obviously, we know that can change and that number could increase by a significant amount. But um, for right now, in my mind, I'm thinking it's mid-August. Why not just put Jacoby Brissett up there because he's going to be the one that's starting week one. Now, well, you know by the way, I just said – I was just going to say, I said Jacoby Brissett. But who knows what's going to happen? You know, Kevin Stefanski has been really transparent uh, with the media saying – they have game plans for, for all the different scenarios that could play out here. Because, guys, you know, there's a lot of different situations here that could come about. Diane, I wanted to ask you this because I actually think it is, um, and i got to watch how I say this because it may sound a little weird. I think it's a smart move by the Browns, number one, and here's why. I think they want to know as quickly as possible um, what's going to happen when it comes to Deshaun Watson. So in doing that, you, you, you come out and say, you know what, we're going to start him against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now it forces the lead to expedite things and move even quickly, uh, especially if they don't want him on the football field at all this year, even for preseason games. Now you can move forward if you're the Browns, if you know exactly what's going to happen as, uh, as soon as possible. When I first met you, I remember my takeaway from the conversation we had was he's really smart. And now you just doubled down on that for me because you're right. And, and you know, what? I didn't even think of it until someone actually also mentioned it to me early this morning on, a, on an early production call of, you know, maybe this is just the Browns saying, let's go, let's get this, go-, you know, let's move this along, um, which is completely feasible, by the way, and totally feasible. And I could see that being being on the table for them. But um, the sense I'm getting is the league isn't feeling rushed to make a decision because of this. I think they're okay with a Friday night preseason game where Deshaun goes goes out there, plays a series or two, you know, comes and goes, and, and, and we move on while, while the league just continues to make a decision. Um, you know, but I, I just think the fact that, you know, there's no chance of him playing at all week one, right? Because, uh, Amber, you know better than anybody, because the NFLPA, um, you, you know, never appealed those six games. The six games are going nowhere, so he has to. He'll be out those first six games, no matter what happens here with this appeal. Um, so now we really just have to wait and see. And and you know, it's it's interesting since this uh, appeal went down last week when I was talking with you guys when when the story broke. So much has come about, and you know, just having so many conversations around the league about what people think. I love picking the brains of people that aren't even involved because everyone's so nosy, and you know, everyone talks so much in the NFL, and and there's a significant amount of people who think that the NFL is going to get what they want, which is, which surprised me because I I did not think that that was going to be um, the reality that I didn't think that that was really going to truly happen. So there are a lot of people out in in football right now who think that Deshaun Watson won't, won't play this year. Well, and if he is suspended for the entire season or indefinitely, which are the things that the NFL wants, then he's not eligible to play in the preseason. So I wonder what that means mm-hmm. moving forward. If we get a decision here, Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter joining us. So you mentioned for now it's Jacoby Brissett. Maybe that changes with an increased suspension. Where is the most likely landing spot for Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, so the 49ers are sitting back. Sorry, maybe sitting back is a little is, is being a little too polite they're not sitting back they want to move jimmy right this is trey lance's team they want to move on from this they're basically telling jimmy to just chill we're we're, we're gonna move you it's just 
we need to wait for the right scenario. And that's what they're doing. They're really just waiting for what situation comes about that they can just take advantage of. They don't want to cut him. They do not. That that has not been something that they've wanted to do. So maybe if this decision comes down and that's one year where Deshaun is not a Cleveland Brown or at least can't be part of the team, Jimmy Garoppolo would make all the sense in the world. And we've been chatting about this for, for weeks now that it would make sense um, for, for a number of reasons, starting probably with the most important, which is J- Jimmy knows how to win. And, and there's an offense that Kevin Stefanski runs that, that only, you know, it's not identical to Kyle Shanahan's, but it's, it's similar. There's a lot of things they do um, that, that kind of, they're all from the same family. So it, it wouldn't be a gigantic transition, but, I still think it's a tough move for Jimmy Garoppolo to come in in August after coming off an injury himself and to have to step in as the starter. That 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 would be, I think that would actually probably be one of the most challenging things he's ever experienced in his career because of just that limited amount of time being with Cleveland. But that that really would make the most sense. And and look, let's see what happens in Miami. Mike McDaniel's got that relationship with Jimmy. He knows who he is. They had a lot of success together when he was the play caller. Let's see how it works out with Tua. I, Poor I'm not Tua. Tell, I haven't had any conversations with Miami to say that they have interest in Jimmy. It just makes sense. Oh, poor Tua. Uh, I mean, the Deshaun Watson rumors, Fitzpatrick breathing over his shoulder, Tom Brady, and now enter maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter. Diana, thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm so glad you did not choke. That happens to me all the time. So I'm glad. Stay away from kale chips. It's really, (laughs) they get stuck in your throat, Diana. It's really, really brutal. That's my PSA for everybody. Kale chips, they're good unless you are broadcasting. And then they're not so much.